0: It's no secret. We have been trying to start a family for a little while now. And guess what? I am not hiding a pregnancy or a surprise baby. Now after a month of careful poking and prodding to find out if I or my partner were responsible for infertility, we came up with nothing. We were diagnosed with unexplained infertility, which sucks. And actually accounts for one in three couples who are trying to have a baby. And while I'll spare you the details of how we got to that diagnosis and all the many tests that I had to take, I'll tell you what really wrecked me. The fact that I was actively planning to turn my reproductive cycle into a science experiment. I love the season so many people in my life are in. The one where you get to be mom. But for some of us, it's really not that easy. And for most of us, no one has really given us the tools or the support to help us make that transition. And that's really not fine, is it? Hey, I'm Rachel, and this is the It's Fine Podcast. Hmm. Sadie Minkoff is the clinical director of the largest reproductive acupuncture practice in Central Texas. She is a co-owner at Sage Acupuncture, an Austin holistic fertility clinic. On this episode, we'll talk about why infertility might not be the right word for those navigating building their families. The concept of work in our fertility struggles... And why building your team can be so helpful and so important to get through a season of fertility struggles. I met Sadie when I first did a consultation for fertility acupuncture. She made me feel so safe as I was navigating a very complicated time. Are you ready? Let's do it. So often when folks are experiencing type, some type of fertility, fertility struggle, we usually go straight to like the, the challenges or like the, the conditions, right? I think for some folks who have These types of conditions, they might be diagnosed earlier, but oftentimes it's not or there's a lot when like it's like, oh, I want to have a baby. I've been trying for a year or six months. Oh, my God, it's not working. Right. And then we're, you know, cramming and crunching in and figuring out all the different solutions. Right. To help. I'm sure there are folks who are starting the process of thinking about, like, you know, I do want to have a family eventually. I think like the conventional advice is like, just start trying, right? Like, it's like, you know, there really isn't much else there. I think that
1: cramming is a perfect way to put it because so many people really bring that energy to this, that fear. This is like the most tender, vulnerable, beautiful aspiration is to have a family. And it becomes very medicalized very quickly. And very stressful very quickly. It's easy to lose sight of that. What helps us on this path is actually not having that energy. So it's a catch twenty two. Right? It's a really tricky place to be. So uh, acupuncture is one tool that we can use that's incredibly helpful at, at helping people get back to themselves, work through that, reduce stress hormones when have people have the bandwidth to go through this process. But but that energy we see all the time of like, oh my God, this precious dear thing to me, I can feel it it's like slipping away. And what if it doesn't happen? And all of those really frightening things and just grasping. What's really interesting about the fertile process is that for the vast majority of things in our lives, and certainly what we've been taught, is that the harder we work, the better the results. Dig in, figure it out, make it happen. And for this, for hormone regulation, for receptivity, for health, for balance, those things don't respond well to that. And so while we're showing up for the appointments and reading all the things and figuring out the best path forward for us, we also have to recognize how important it is to balance that out with taking care of ourselves. And often this is the first time people learn how to do that how to listen to their bodies, listen to really what they need, not give their power away to somebody else. Like you create your team, they get the experts. you listen to me. You listen to your RE, you listen to all things. But then ultimately you are your own guide and you know your body better than anybody else. So it's really a learning process and a balancing act between those two things of being receptive, getting what you need emotionally and Physically and in your life, and I've had people like with their jobs before they got pregnant. And I'm not, definitely not saying go quit your job. We know the difference between what is okay stress and what really is interfering with our health and our reproductive health kind of stress. I often will counsel people to approach questions of what should I be doing, what shouldn't I, what's my plan, with do I need more discipline in this, or do I need more gentleness in this, you know, because those are two sides to one coin. And usually we have the answer and you can't find that with somebody else. You have to be still and really contemplate that and feel it in your gut, you know?
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. That really struck a chord with me because I am a total type A. And when I realized that we were experiencing fertility struggles, My obvious gut instinct was to literally do everything. I was reading the books. I was online. I was in the Reddit threads. I was cowering through every comment board. Being a doer just made me want to like do as much as I can. It's obviously a balance because, you know, we're, as you said, building the team and figuring out who are the right people. But like, I think even more so than that is just. The ability to be in touch with your body and like trust if your body is saying, maybe I shouldn't travel at this point or maybe I shouldn't do this or maybe we need to take a break because, you know, we've been at it for seven months and it just hasn't been working. That feels so anti everything that you're taught that, oh, if I just if I have sex one more time in this cycle, like it'll definitely work, you know, Um, it's something that I've had to really work through because I think I'm just very much wired to believe that very thought that you shared, which is that if I do it, if I show up, if I'm present, if I'm here, I will get what I want or my work will be rewarded. But I guess as you are counseling folks, right, how do you encourage them to stay centered?
1: Yeah. So again, it's an individualized process and it really is about what, where you are and what you're willing to take on and what you are capable of looking at. And I think that honestly, Small incremental um, steps are the way to go. That t- trying to take on too much often isn't sustainable, and so making a really good plan, which I love. I also am a type A, <laughs> so I, I you know I'm an acupuncturist. I like minutia, and I honestly I think I probably start being I became an acupuncturist because I needed to do this work when I was younger. Figure out how to be in a balanced situation. So I think that, you know, I give people lots of tools that they can do at home. But again, it's really up to them. What are they drawn to? What fills their cup? Is it cooking? Is it being in nature? Is it even being active is not inherently bad. It's about what is life affirming and nourishing to your spirit and pursuing that and creating time for it. And then also creating time to process and work through hard feelings and you know it, the analogy of a roller coaster is a good one because every cycle it's up and down and certainly with things like IUIs and IVF's every cycle is a huge investment of resources emotional financial and otherwise there are lots and lots of tools that we can use obviously one of my favorite is acupuncture <laughs> and and I love it because it you can come and feel taken care of it's my genuine mission to create a space where people can get answers and get guidance, but also can just be within the context of a hard situation. So they come and they're heard by people who understand and know what they're going through. And it's different. It's different than talking to your friends, which is a really important place. You need peers to at least one person that you can call and be like, oh my gosh, I got my period again. But our practice is just a very, it's like a sanctuary. And then acupuncture itself, is a beautiful, elegant tool that we use to just interface with the body and it stimulate a very specific physiological response. So, we know from a biomedical place, it's going to increase circulation, it's going to reduce inflammation, it's going to balance your endocrine system, it's going to help with stress and all of those kinds of things. But I think that um, what that translates to is a place where you come in and you leave feeling differently which is unique in a medical environment where you actually feel better when you leave, or at least more in touch with your process
0: your path. When we first met, one thing you said to me, because I probably appeared to be a big ball of stress, <laughs> but I, when I first came to see you and wondering how does stress play a factor and, and how big is stress in this? And, and if so, if stress is a big factor or is not, right? how do you help your patients mediate the stress like we talked a little bit about like how do we find balance and not be an overdoer but like stress how do you deal with that because i can't imagine a single person who's going through fertility struggles who isn't just like slightly stressed out (laughs) it may not be
1: the actual cause of reproductive delays but it is always i want to say 99.9 percent of the time it is a factor when people are struggling. So it's something that, you know, that is is challenging for everybody. And it can, in fact, impact your hormone profile and what's going on. It also may not. There are babies born in war zones. It's incredible what the human body is capable of. But there have been also some studies that look at alpha amylase, which is a marker of stress that is less immediate and more chronic, that have a definitive correlation between Fertility delays, right? When people have chronic stress. So the trick is not stressing that you have stress because what that doesn't do us any good at all. But there are a lot of techniques that we can do to reconnect our bodies and our minds and bring them together to be in this moment and not anxious about what is to come or just all ball of worry and stress. And so I think utilizing those is really critical. And that's why I think that. Getting tools and a plan that is sustainable and workable in your life is really key. You could make some significant, small but significant changes and have it really change how you feel and approach everything. And I think that it feels very overwhelming for a lot of people and that it it causes them to feel stuck and then they don't do anything. And so that stuck feeling is very common. So again, being kind to yourself and understanding that all the feelings are appropriate, not just thinking you need to be positive all the time or happy all the time. That's not actually the truth. We need to be honest all the time. And sometimes honest means I'm not going to wallow. I'm going to get up and feed myself something nutritious, or maybe it means I need to whatever it is, right, for you. So taking a really clear look at that. And then having some tools accessible, like I have some breathing techniques that I really like and some writing techniques that I really like and some guided meditations that I really like. And of course, again, my favorite is acupuncture because you show up and you receive it and it's helpful in that way. I think therapy is really helpful for some people. It might be surprising, but I think that medication can be really helpful for some people when you're at a place where... You can't help yourself. And if it is the bridge that gets you to a place where you can utilize the tools, there's a place for that in in medicine.
0: If you don't end up taking, because I, I love your thought. I also like very much remember when Sadie handed me this, I don't even know, it was probably like 15 page plan. She had to everything, like every area. And I remember being like, oh, my God, there's a lot that I can do here. But I had to really listen To what felt good for me and where I could put the time in and I think that's like a balancing act but if you I guess like I experienced like this plan because I I went to you and I've also gone to see like a traditional reproductive endocrinologist and gone to fertility clinics and things like that are there other places where folks can get plans like this or is it only is it more typical in Acupuncture, because you're looking holistically at the whole person.
1: I think that, again, getting your team is important. And I tell people all the time, I give people referrals to different doctors who I think they would be supported by. We are one piece of someone's puzzle, but there's nothing quite like what we do because we have the depth of knowledge from a holistic perspective. We also are trained in biomedicine. And because our medicine doesn't separate your emotional life and well-being from your physical life and well-being we have a lot of insight in those patterns as well but i think that probably there are like nutritionists that can be very helpful there are lots of books out there that can be really helpful but i really do think that having that sort of heart-to-heart connection and human interaction is also incredibly healing and yeah i think that if have it, if you're feeling like you need support Find it. And it's out there. And for people who may not be in like Austin, I mean, I can do telehealth for people anywhere, but our acupuncture practice is in Austin. And so find the space that does feel supportive and it can take some work because you have to resonate with your people. But no one should go through this alone. And there are definitely
0: resources. What would you say? Because you mentioned this. It really resonated with me. You said that sometimes people get stuck when they're going through this process. What would you say to somebody who is stuck, right? Who is brushing it aside. It's fine. Like I'm stuck. I've been struggling, but I don't know what to do. What would you say to that human going through this journey and not really knowing how to move forward? Yeah. So if they're having that conversation with me,
1: they're already being proactive. They're already taking the time and emotional Leap to say, okay, I need some help here, which is huge. And so I would say, acknowledge that first off. And for the people that aren't quite there, they're listening, they're pursuing this information. And we all have a process of everything. Everything is a process, everything has a beginning, middle, and end. As we talked about earlier, nature and patterns are really obvious. Each day has this course your entire fertility journey has this course. And so everyone has a place where they have to begin, which is the unknown. And the emotion associated with that is fear. But the other, the flip side of fear is willpower. And so when we go deep and find that that initial spark of an idea, okay, this resonates with me. I'm going to pursue this. Then you're actually out of that Void of the place where you're unknown about next steps. Then you go, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to take a, a little step forward, see where I land, which creates then a plan of action. And then you're fully embedded in, I know what I'm supposed to do here. And we always backslide, right? Every moment has all of these within it. But, and then you're in action mode. And then guess what? You're in reaping what you've sown. You will, you get to the other side of this. And I'll tell you a secret, which is that once you get pregnant, it's not the end. Mm -hmm. And once you're in your second trimester, it's not the end. And once you have your baby, it's not the end. This is life. So we always are going to bring the wisdom of what we've gleaned to our new challenge or our new worry or our new process. So I think that starting the conversation is the first step and staying on the path. And letting yourself fall off the path occasionally, but getting back up on that horse. And the sooner you can do that, the more you can watch yourself and your patterns so that you're not, if it's a pendulum, it's not swinging so far from one side to the next, but you're going to catch yourself sooner so that you can swing back to center. And that means that you're moving forward. Uh And even moving forward to a place where, you know, I talked to a new patient this morning who is really grappling with, okay, when do I say I'm done with this process, which is a knuckle process. And I have to say she's, it's really hard, but she's doing it beautifully.
0: What do folks say to you on either side of the spectrum, right? Like when they finally achieve their goal, are there any themes that kind of stick out to you about having stuck to their guns and stayed to their plan? Is there something that that resonates. And even on the other side, like this woman who is making this decision, right? Are there common themes that you hear on either side of the spectrum when folks either achieve their goal or decide to move to something new? Yeah. It's an interesting process, isn't it? Because (laughs) I really do
1: find that people worry. (laughs) Can they continue? It doesn't stop. And it is a theme, which is why I mentioned it, right? Like you get pregnant, then you worry, and then you worry and worry some more. And so I think that really the beauty in that is when you recognize it and you are say, oh, there it is again. We have a little bit of humor about our own humanness, you know, and kind of like, oh, my gosh, I know I see it now. And when we can pause and use our community, use our partners, use our, all the things that say, remember to enjoy it. Remember to be right here. And enjoy it might be too two-sided a word, but to be present with it because it's poignant and it's really real. It's our life. We don't have another life than right now. And certainly with reproductive health, it can be all-consuming and it puts everything on pause. And like you said, it can stagnate us. And so acupuncture shifts that energy and keep showing up to
0: support yourself and keep showing up to do that. And then move on to the next Hurdle. I I love that city. Thank you so much for sharing that because I know the mantra that I've had to say to myself over and over again is that I have my own story and I have my own journey. What you shared actually really resonated with me personally. So maybe this interview was just for me, but like the idea that there's things in life to have to take find balance like for yourself. Like for so many of us, it might be that this moment that feels so impossible might be the moment in life that is teaching you balance. It might be teaching you a lesson. So I love that through acupuncture and through the work that you're doing, Sadie, that like folks can not only achieve their goal, hopefully being able to build the beautiful family of their dreams, but also be able to find oneness with themselves and ultimately find peace because our bodies, like if anything, are the most beautiful gift. And I'm so grateful that you and others like you are doing the work to help others like me and others who are navigating this to find hope, healing, and peace and balance in themselves.
1: Remember to be gentle with yourself and stay on the path. That in the context of potentially learning big lessons through this process, remember that it is, that is not why you're going through this. There's no sort of, that's not why. It's an opportunity, you know, to learn about yourself and to find strength that you might not even have known that you had but all of the feelings and all of the things are really quite natural and appropriate and and stick with it and i will tell you that most people are successful in their
0: pursuit thank you for your wealth of knowledge we are so happy to have you here today my pleasure have a good day i have felt so much guilt and shame and sorrow a myriad of complicated feelings through this process And what I'm so grateful for, for people like Sadie and the other folks who have joined my team, is that they create so much space and perspective, and they allow me to feel less alone in a complicated time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It means the absolute world that you would spend time listening to this podcast. Share this podcast with anyone who you think could benefit from the message of not settling for fine anymore. Share it with your sister, your cousin, your friend, your mom, your dog, your partner. I don't care. I would love to get the word out about why we don't have to settle for fine anymore. I can't wait to see you again next week. Talk soon.